Hey, welcome to the Road Sermon Podcast, where today, Pastor Matthew is going to continue in our parenting series entitled Arrow. And in today's episode, Crafting Great Arrows, Pastor Matthew talks about what it takes to get the best out of an arrow and the importance of investing in the build. Uh, the build is raising kids, right? Um, it's time to buckle up for the ride on the road of parenthood. So let's roll. Good morning, church. We are in week two of our sermon series on parenting entitled Arrows. How about that? Arrows. And uh, last week, our pastor kicked off the series uh, with sermon number one. So let me just say this to you. Uh, if this is your first week with us, go back and watch last week's message from our pastor. What an incredible word. I wish I would have heard that like 13 years ago before we started having kids as a family. What an awesome message. Our series is based off Psalm 127 verse Four, which says, like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Arrows in the hands of a warrior. The title of the message today is How to Craft a Great Arrow. How to Craft a Great Arrow. The truth that we're going to build on is this. Arrows are built not born. Um, how about this? We could even say built, not bought, because you can't go buy. But in our kids, we have to build them, craft them, mold them to be a great arrow. That's what we're going to talk about today. Let me pray for us. We'll continue in our time. Lord Jesus, we do love you. We just lift you up. And God, you tell us in your word that when the son of Man, it's lifted up that he will draw all people into himself. And so, God, that's my prayer right now. Would you draw us to you? Would you help us, Lord? Parenting can be so overwhelming and so hard, and yet it can be so good and it's so right because, Lord, you have made us warriors and you have given us arrows to pierce the darkness. And so, God, would you help us? Would you show us what to do? Would you give us the resources and the mindset so that, God, we wouldn't be so overwhelmed, but so that we could be more about what you've called us to do and be? Holy Spirit, have your way. Move in our midst. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So I guess I need to just kind of say this uh, off the bat. As you guys know, I'm a parent, right? Uh, my wife and I, we have five kids, 12, 10, 7, twins that are five. And uh, I say that to say I'm learning how to be a parent, okay? So you, you're not going to hear me up here being an expert at parenting. No, there's most of the time I feel like I just flat out stink at parenting, okay? Uh, matter of fact, some of you guys are probably better parents than I am. And yet what we are doing, what I get the privilege of doing for us is looking to God's word and helping us make sense of what God has said is true for every single one of us. We're all warriors and we have been given arrows, whether biologically or proximity, to, to impact, to build, to mold, to release, and to the future. Some of you may be thinking, hey, well, I'm an empty nester. I don't have kids. Then listen to me. You are somebody's arrow. 
Either you have arrows, how about this, or you are an arrow, and both of those can be true. And so as we're talking about arrows in the hand of a warrior, I don't want you to think this isn't for you because you are an arrow. And so everything we're going to talk about applies to you. And as an adult, you maybe need to hear this as well, is that you can work on yourself, hello, but also the benefit and the beauty of having connect groups is that you can find yourself amongst other like-minded believers that we can help mold each other to be the arrows God intended. And so what I thought we would do was just look at the arrow. And uh, again, I don't know a lot about archery, so let me just ask you a question. How many of you have a recurve bow at home? That's the true warriors out there. Some of y'all do. Good. That's awesome. How many of you have a compound bow? That's a, they're, they're not quite as warrior-like as the recurves. Let's be real. How many of you have a crossbow? Okay, that's, yeah, you're not even a warrior, really. Okay, let's just be honest. Uh, I bought a, a crossbow for the first time this year. And let me say, this is pastor's arrow. I don't even have any yet, Okay. And you can tell he doesn't trust me well because he gave me a, a rotty arrow, okay? It's just messed up on the tip. So when y'all see Pastor, let him know to trust me a little bit more, okay? But what I want to do is since we are arrows and we have arrows, I, I thought it would be important for us to look at what's actually in an arrow. There's four main parts to an arrow. The point, we could call it the arrowhead, the shaft, okay? This is called the fletching, which is the feathers, and the knock, okay? The arrowhead or the point, the shaft, the fletching, and the knock. Are you guys with me? The arrowhead, the shaft, the fletching, and the knock. And so what we're gonna do, since we have arrows and are an arrow, we're gonna look at the arrow and the parts of an arrow to talk about who we are and what we are to mold and make our kids into being. Can we do that together? All right, here's the first one we're gonna look at, the arrowhead which is the point of the arrow. The arrowhead represents, we could say, purpose. An arrow, how about this? Without an arrowhead, it's basically just a stick. Without the arrowhead, the arrow would never fulfill its purpose in reaching and piercing, piercing the target. Uh, think about this for a minute. When, when the bow is drawn back and the arrow is released, the momentum and full force of that power is focused into this tiny little tip, the point, the arrow head. The depth, think, think about this, the depth of penetration and the amount of damage inflicted all comes back to the sharpness of the point. It's interesting that as we're talking about sharpness, that we can also think about the world and how the world seems to dull us out. Life can be so difficult, uh, unfair, hurtful, damaging, that where we were once sharp, we've been worn down, how about that, into a dull point. Life has a way to dull us out. One of the things that has me so nervous, even for my kids, is just that I know how destructive and evil the world can be. And I know because I have been worn down so many times. And if I'm being really vulnerable with you right now, in some ways I feel like I've been dulled recent. 
but as much as the world dulls us. Listen to what Proverbs 27, 17 says. Iron sharpens iron. One man, we could even say for you ladies so you don't hate me, one woman can sharpen another. In other words, and I need you to hear me, parents, there are things that we can do to sharpen the point of our kids. And I will say this to you, thankfully, that in my life I have some great men of God that join with me on Tuesday nights and Friday mornings in our Bible reading plan, gathering in groups, helping to sharpen me so that I can still live my life effective. I do want to make this point to you as we talk about the point. It's not the church's job to sharpen and be the primary sharpener for your kids. That's not why we exist. We are here to aid you, help you, giving you resources so that you, parent, you, adult, can sharpen the children in your life. Again, the primary thing we can do is to help them understand their purpose. And, 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 and really, that's, again, the point of the arrow is all about purpose. It was designed to penetrate something. Let me just ask you this question. Do you know how to help your kids know their purpose? How are you helping your kids understand what they were designed for? How about this? Does your kids know how God has gifted them? Parents, it is our role. It is our responsibility. Indeed, we get the pleasure of being the catalyst, the iron that sharpens our children's arrowhead. James 1, 5 says this, if you lack wisdom, ask God. And if you don't ask God for anything, some of you need to ask God for some wisdom. Because parenting is hard. Parenting is hard. It is only when our children know their purpose they will be able to live their purpose. But that's not only true for your kids. Listen to me, adults. This is how it applies. It's true for you. Do you know your purpose? You are an arrow. You will not fly effectively and penetrate effectively if you don't know your purpose. Here's the second thing we're going to talk about. It's the shaft. It's the long spine of the arrow. The staff represents faith, if you will, because it essentially it holds everything together. Uh, this may be new to you, but your child's knowledge of your faith won't help them if they haven't personalized it. Y- your faith may inspire your kid, but your child must come to believe and trust Jesus on their own. I've heard it this way. I think it was Anne Graham Watts that said this, God has no grandchildren, only Children. You're either a child of God or you're not. And it's our role and responsibility to help our children. How about this? Place their faith solely in Jesus. Uh, I don't want to focus our time on the weight of the shaft, although I will tell you that if it's too heavy, it won't go too far. If it's too light, it ain't going to go far enough. Um, 
weight does matter. Maybe that's why David said in Psalm 55, 22, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. Moms and dads, listen to me. We have to teach our kids to place their faith in Jesus Christ. Matthew eleven twenty eight 28 says this. Jesus said, come to me all who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for my burden is light. In other words, again, listen to me. We have to teach our kids to have their faith in Jesus. Not their faith in you and not their faith in themselves, but their faith in Jesus. One of the things I'm learning is I, I'll say mature, although some of you that know me know I'm not very mature, okay? But as I'm maturing, this is what I'm learning. Being a mature adult is realizing that I'm not strong because I can do something myself. I'm strong because I'm able to let someone else help me. And we've got to teach our kids that if, if they're going to be strong, then they've got to learn in all things and everything to go to the Lord, to have a living faith. Do you realize there's going to be a time in your life that, that your kids aren't going to come to you for answers? They're either, listen to me, they don't care what you think or you're going to die. That's going to happen. So when that happens, where will your child's faith be? <laughs> it's so important to train our children to have a living faith. It's important to train them to trust God, to believe his word, to discipline their thoughts, to be fixated on the things that are right and true and good. Without faith, it's not only impossible to please God, but Matthew 19, 26 says that with faith, all things are possible. Wouldn't we want that for our kids? All things will be possible. How about this? Matthew 17, 20 says that faith as small as a mustard seed can move a mountain. I want my kids to trust Jesus and be able to do the things that God has called them to do. I want my kids to have faith. So here's my question for you. How, parents, are you teaching your child that at all times and all things to have faith and to trust in Jesus? It is Jesus that holds it all together. I've wrote this in your notes. I think this is true. The greater the faith in Jesus, the greater the outlook on life our children will have. Why? Because faith as small as a mustard seed can move what seems immovable. <laughs> That's good. Fletching. It's these feathers here. These are plastic. Again, Pastor, don't trust me with anything nice. He gives me this rotty one. Pastor, I know you're watching. We all see. Um, the fletching represents character. Okay? The, the feathers at the end of the arrow, if you will, it, it keeps it the arrow on target. It keeps it in alignment. It spins the arrow, if you will. Okay? Think of how many of y'all like football? Y'all did y'all watch football yesterday? Yeah. I know some of the reason y'all got a good attitude is because OU and OSU won. Hello. Uh, if they would have lost, I would have expected half of y'all not to showed up. You know what I mean? <laughs> but but because they won, y'all came and I appreciate it. The but it like a spiral on a on a football, it keeps it on its target. 
It, it helps it, how about this? It corrects the arrow's flight. The fletching. Character. The arrow won't stay in its flight path and will simply kick off to the side if the fletching's wrong. There's three feathers on this one. You guys see that? That's typical. Some of y'all look confused. One, two, three, okay? <laughs> three feathers on this one. That's normal. Um, a four-feathered arrow is for circumstances where the wind is real strong. And how many of you can say that you've went through life and not had any wind hit you in the face? So what I'm going to talk about is the four-feathered arrow, okay? Um, Paul says this uh, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 14. This is all about being mature. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheme. And I want to read this part again. They will not be blown here and there by every wind when we're mature in the faith. Four feathered arrows help stabilize in the wind. But listen to me, but speaking the truth in love with the four fletched arrow, they will grow in Christ. Now, about a month ago in our spiritual war series, we talked all about being in Christ. How many of you remember that? That was a lot of what we talked about. And one of the things that I said then, I want to remind us again now, is the way that we are in Christ is when we are rooted in Christ, meaning that the roots of us, our, our salvation, our life, authority, and identity is all found in Jesus. And when we're in Christ and our salvation, identity, life, and authority is rooted in Jesus, listen to me, then we are able to produce the character that not only we desire, but that is possible in Christ. You will not, listen, how about this? If the roots are bad, you ain't gonna produce no fruit. We have to be rooted in Jesus. Our salvation, our identity, our life, and our authority. And so how about this? If we aren't helping our children root their salvation, identity, life, and authority in Jesus, then we are setting them up, how about this, to fly off course when the wind comes. If our children aren't in Christ, here's another way to say it then their character won't be either. So let me ask you some questions, just all about the salvation, identity, life, and authority. Very, I think this is real practical, okay, just personally, but I know that the implication of how to do it is, is difficult. But let, let me ask you these questions. Are you living and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus in your own home? Living and proclaiming. If you're talking about it, but you're not living it out, your kids don't give a rip what you have to say. All you're doing is confusing them. Are you speaking God's truth over your children daily so they will know who they really are and not what they feel they are or what they've maybe been told they are? Because you realize we believe what we hear the most. We hear what's been said the loudest. Are you teaching your children that satisfaction can't be found outside of Jesus? Because the reality is when life gets hard and we're needing comforted, if we're not careful, we will find our comfort in all the wrong places. How do I know? 
because I live that? Are you teaching your kids how to walk in the authority that comes as a child of God? If they don't know the authority they have, when it gets hard, they won't know how to push through. If our kids are not strong in Christ, listen to me, they will be weak in flight. They won't get to where you're hoping they'll go. And can I just say this? Because some of you may say, well, I, I raised my kids in the church and, and, and my kids have strayed off. Can, let me just point it back to this. If you have strayed and or if your kids have strayed, it all comes back to a root not being either in salvation, identity, life, or authority. Why do I say this? Because if our roots aren't in Jesus, if our salvation, identity, life, and authority is not in Jesus, we will never be the arrow. We will never get as far as we could have if we were in Christ. The knock, that's this little part right here. You see it? It holds it onto the, the string, okay? Um, it's the slotted plastic tip on the rear of the arrow. Um, it's relationships. That's what that is. Um, but for us today, I want to see it as our, ourselves. We are what holds the arrow in position while they're still at home. How about that? The truth of the matter is this. Again, 12, 10, 7, and twins that are 5. My kids have to listen to me. Okay? Uh, I hold them together, if you will. I hold them to biblical truth and reality. Do you understand what I'm saying? Parents, you ground your kids in truth when your kids are the multiple ages that relationships. Um, again, as little kids, it's parents. Older it gets, our children's influence shifts from us as parents as to their friends, relationships. Okay? Um, when it comes to spiritual things, and I'll just say this, most of what our kids will understand about God will be caught not taught. It won't come from what you said. It'll come from what you did. And so it's important for our kids, how about this, to catch us in the right things. It's important for our kids to catch us worshiping the Lord at home when there's no music and there's no sermon. It's important for our kids to catch us in God's word, maybe reading our Bible reading plan, when it could have been way easier to turn on the TV and watch the real high swabs of Dallas or whatever it is you watch. It's important for our kids to hear us praying for them as kids, but also catch us praying for our spouses. It's important for our kids to catch us in the right things. They're watching. And if you're not careful, please hear my heart here. They will catch you doing all the wrong things. Because we're normal people. And we will do the wrong things. Which is why we have to be intentional to let them catch us doing what's right. Um. Let me just say this to you guys. I got four minutes left, okay? Um, I'll try to be a, wrap it up, be a little vulnerable with you. Listen to what I'm saying to you. It's not enough, listen to this, to simply pray for your kids, worship with them, 
and even read scripture over them. You got to spend time with them. You've got to spend time. And if I'm really super vulnerable with you, that hasn't always been easy for me. Um, I can get so angry so fast. And it's amazing how fast my kids can make me angry. And then it's amazing as I'm with my kids and I'm getting angry, how aggressive I can get. And so it's been hard for me to spend time with my kids because I didn't want to blow it with them when I was there. And so I'm having to work hard to kill in me the things that make me so angry and make me so aggressive. Because I understand the value of being with my kids. There's no other way. Think, listen to this. There's no other way for children to truly feel valued and appreciated than by their parents spending time with them. Maybe this is too much for me to say, but dads, I promise you this. If you're not willing to spend time with your daughters, there'll be another man, another little boy that will. Mamas, uh, you don't want to spend time with your, your sons. I promise you there'll be another little girl that comes around that's willing to give your boy all the time that he wants. And listen, and we'll, they'll find themselves doing things that we would never have hoped for them to do. And it comes back to time. You know, as a parent, it really bothers me, and I've thought about this a lot, and I didn't know if I was going to share this, but I will. It really bothers me when I hear parents say that because their schedules are full, they work to make quality time. Do you know how dumb that sounds? That the time I give my kids are going to be quality. I'm not going to give them a lot of time, but the time I do is going to be quality. That's about as dumb as saying, I am the quarterback of an NFL team, but because I'm so good, I'm not going to show up for practice. I'm just going to come to the games. And when I get to the games, I'm going to give it everything I got. I'm going to be quality. No, 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 no. Listen, the team will fall apart. Do you know what makes a band good? It's not them just showing up and playing. It's by them practicing and spending time together. And the more they're together, the more unified they get. Listen to me. This is our families. The more unified they get, the more understanding they get. the more valued they feel and the more mission they live. Listen to me very carefully. There is no quality time without quantity time. There is no quality time without quantity time. So let me ask you a question. How well are you setting up your child to be stable and positioned correctly? That's the knock. That's the relationships. If it comes back to relationships, how well are you stable? How well are you setting your kids up to be released well in their purpose? How much time do you spend with your kids to prepare them to be released in flight? I wrote this in your notes. If you aren't positioning your children correctly in life to be released well, they will fly off the mark. We've talked about every part of the arrow, but there's one part that's not on the arrow that we have to understand for a great arrow. It's called testing. A great arrow is crafted with precision, but it's proven with testing. It's crafted with precision, but it's proven with testing. We read in James chapter 1, it says this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing, listen to this, of your faith produces perseverance. We not only build an arrow, but we test it so that it can be proven to persevere in flight 
on its own. You know, pastor said it last week. I'm going to say it again this week and how I close. Our, our kids are really the only weapons we have that can be launched into other generations to eradicate the enemy's effectiveness, if you will. And here, here's what I mean by that. Our children are the only weapons we have that in theory is able to stand firm in Christ and push back darkness after we are dead and gone. And so not only do we have to craft it, but we need to fine-tune it. And can I just say, fine-tuning is discipline. It's discipline. Proverbs twenty-two fifteen says this, folly is bound up in the heart of a child. But listen, but the rod of discipline will make it straight. <laughs> Hoping for the best in parenting doesn't work. I wish it did. As parents, we have to focus and be intentional in preparing our kids to be the arrow that is launched out to pierce the darkness in the world. When our children learn to receive and understand our correction, it's easier for them to receive and understand God's correction. When I, we started having kids, uh, I knew it was going to be hard. I just didn't know how hard it was going to be. Um, and, you know, I thought the hard was going to be like not getting as much sleep, uh, having to be less selfish than I normally and naturally am. You know what I mean? I thought that was going to be hard. But you know what I found? I found that the hardest part for me in, in raising kids is the discipline it takes. The tweaking, the molding of our arrow. You know, one of the things that pastor said, I thought it just really touched me so deeply. He said, we have to choose our hard. This is how I'm going to close it. We can, do, we can choose to do the hard work of crafting our children into great arrows or we can choose to do the harder work of trying to fix them as adults. Arrows are built. Built. Not born. Will you bow your heads with me? Lord Jesus, we love you and I'm just so thankful, God, for your grace and your mercy and God, that you, not only do you show us how to be a great arrow, but Lord, you teach us in your word what it means to make arrows. And God, every single one of us, we have arrows in our lives, Lord, that we get the opportunity to influence for greater work in the kingdom. And God, my prayer for us right now is that we would be the people that would just simply come to you and say, Lord, what do I need to work on to mold and craft my arrows to be as effective as they can be. But it's not just about the arrows in your care. You are an arrow. And we've talked today about purpose. We've talked about faith. We've talked about character. We've talked about relationships. All of us, most of us in the room are adults. And so as God has spoken to you, what do you need to work on? Not just what do you need to work on for your kid, but what do you need to work on for you so that you can 
be effective in piercing the darkness that's before you, pushing back the mountains that seem so unovercomable. Lord, we thank you that you show us how to make arrows and you teach us how to be the effective arrow ourselves. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Church family, why don't you stand to your feet? You know, I don't know how you need to respond to this message today, but I, I do know that every single one of us need to work on something in our life. You need to work on your relationships. You need to work on your identity. You need to work on character. You need to work on purpose. And, and I almost want to say this. This response time is an opportunity, uh, parents, spouses, for you to look to your spouse and say, this is not only what I need to work on. This is what we can be working on to craft our arrows how God has intended. And so in this time of response, look to your spouse and come up with what you need to work on. If you're an individual and you need to say, I need to work on some things ourselves, we'd love to pray with you and help you take your next step. You can join our church this morning. You can, get, you can come and pray with us to receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You can take your next step of being baptized. Listen, I don't know how you need to respond, but I do know God's word has been spoken. And now we get the privilege of responding to him now. Come as we sing. Hey, thanks for joining us at The Road. If you'd like more information about things going on at Choctaw Road Baptist Church, visit us at theroad.tv or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash theroadcrbc. Have a great week.